My name is John Wayne Powell, and you're listening to the We Are Rising podcast. Hey everyone, you are listening to the We Are Rising podcast. This is your host, Andrew Benjamin, and I am joined once again by my co-host, Jay Christian Gary from Focus Fights. Hey y'all, good day people, how are y'all? <laughs> and we have a very special guest with us today. He is an Australian boxing middleweight champion, 2007 WMC Thai boxing middleweight world champion, three-time K1 world max world final eight, 2001 ISK Thai boxing world middleweight champion, I could go on for more, but I'll leave it at that. He fights out of the Boon Chu Gym in Gold Coast, Australia. With us, we have John Wayne Parr, who will be fighting at... Thank you, Christian. With us, we have John Wayne Parr, who will be fighting a kickboxing bout at Ryzen 18. And Mr. Parr, thank you so much for doing this interview. I really appreciate it. Uh, so we got we got to talk about your fight coming up at Ryzen 18. Your 100 fight in Japan. How does it feel having your your 100 fight in Japan and just uh, your 100 fight in general? No, 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 no. It's my uh, this this will be my 133rd fight. Uh, I'm going for my 100. Oh, okay, got you. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Yeah, but uh, uh, so okay, yeah, 130 fight and you know possible 100 100 win. Yeah. So what's uh how does that feel? So just tell us how you got involved with Ryzen. They reached out to you uh, for the fight, or just tell us how this fight came about. Uh, yeah, so I actually forgot to mention your opponent's name. Your opponent uh, is da- Danilo Zanolini, who's a Brazilian who lives in uh, Japan, if, I, if I'm correct. Uh, do you know anything about your opponent? And uh, uh, what is there anything that you know about him as of now? Uh, yes, I looked him up on YouTube. He looks very strong. Uh, it's going to be a, a very good battle. He's fought some very big names in the sport. Uh, I'm going to make sure I'm fit. Uh, I fight smart, and hopefully I can do the business and get the win. Uh, Christian, uh, you had some questions you wanted to ask, uh, Mr. Parr. You can go ahead. Well, before I get to my list of questions, and I got four to ask you, Mr. Parr, but when it comes down to, you know, when it comes down to the fact that you've been fighting for about two decades, if I'm not mistaken, 
Mario, do you feel that, you know, every time you step foot in the ring, it feels like you're fighting a new battle? Uh, no. Uh, I, I have the same mentality I had when I was in my mid-20s. Uh, I'm, every, every fight is another notch in my legacy. I, I really want to create... Uh, uh, I, when, when I pass away, I want people to look back at my career and go, oh, yeah, John Mike Poe, he was pretty awesome. Um, so I just want to keep fighting, keep keep um, getting as many... Uh, putting on as many exciting battles on as I can and, and just um, make my name worldwide. I don't just want to be a famous in Australia. I want the world to know my name. Well, Edgy, that's a good, uh, that's a good question. Um, I want to ask, uh, want to ask about uh, about kickboxing and just uh, cage. Uh, imagine you're still your question, Christian, about the uh, cage Muay Thai. Do you think that cage Muay Thai can catch on in places like Europe or and North America, um, as as a as a sport that that people can regularly watch or can become more popular? I'll say. Oh, for sure. And uh, are you familiar with One FC? Um, they've, they've implemented my uh, cage Muay Thai rules. They're doing uh, Muay Thai rules or MMA gloves in a cage. Uh, they, they've been doing it for the last probably two years now, and it's so exciting. Every single fight is so brutal. Uh, there's no grappling, there's no uh, jujitsu, there's no ground. Uh, it's just uh, pure striking. So the guys can sit in the pocket and throw 10, 20, 30 punches and not have to worry about taking down. So it's very, very brutal, but very exciting at the same time. Uh, uh, Christian, you had another question? Um, yes, and uh, Mr. I mean, Mr. Paul, I know that I basically said I have four questions. Andrew just answered one, so I'm just going to ask three. Even though you are going to try and attempt to gain your 100th win against Danilo Zanolini on August the 18th, do you feel that every fight you are in feels just as important as the last, or seeing the fact that you are over 135 veteran, is it just another day in the This one's on, I'm on 99 wins right now, so this next one's a super important that I win uh, just for my legacy. Uh, I, I, I could retire tomorrow, I guess, to, and to retire in 99 and, and to stop just before the, the big milestone, that'd be absolutely crazy. So, so uh, this will also be my, my 17th fight in um, Japan. So to, to achieve that in Japan is going to make even Japan even more special for my career. So I'm so appreciative of Verizon giving me the opportunity to fight on their show, and uh, and I hope to give the the Japanese fans another memorable performance that they won't forget me. Actually, I want to ask about that. You've you fought all over the world. What is it about fighting in Japan that's different than fighting in Thailand, Australia, America, uh, uh, UK? What what makes Japan such a special country to to have a fight in? fans are just uh, so brilliant. Uh, I remember when I was fighting for K1, the fans used to, to almost live in, in the hotel. Every time the lift door would open, everyone would come to the lift door and get signatures and autographs and, and uh, photos and, and, and they'd give me presents for my family. Uh, little, my daughter Jasmine, she was only a baby at the time. And one gentleman, he'd give me a box of Hello Kitty every time I, I'd go to Japan. He'd get <laughs> the hotel waiting for me with a bag, a bag of clothes and a bag of toys. Um, I had one gentleman, I was walking down the street, and uh, as I was coming towards him, he dropped to his knees and started crying. 
And I asked him while I was young, and he goes, I can't believe I got to meet you in, in the real life, in the flesh, on the street. This, and it's like, oh, come on, man. You can't pop it to the game. It's just me. It's like, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just brilliant. The, the, the Japanese bands really make you feel like a superstar and appreciate everything you've done with the sport. No, man, that's, that sounds that sounds incredible. Actually, yeah, speaking yeah. of uh, of uh, Japan, and uh, we have a question from a fan uh, uh, at Karev fan uh, at Karev fan on Twitter asks, if you could choose anyone from the K1 Max era to fight today, who would it be? Masato. Oh. Masato was, he, he was such a superstar that uh, we never got to cross paths. Uh, I, I know that every single Japanese person and even worldwide person has a special place in the heart for Masato. Uh, I think he's amazing also, but it would have been amazing just to be able to test my skills against his skills and see who was the better fighter. Um, I, I, I have nothing but respect for Masato. I think he's brilliant. Uh, he's a superstar. But the only way to become a superstar is a fighter superstar. So, yeah, that would have been a great fight, I believe. Oh, man, that would have been that would have been an incredible fight. Um, yeah. uh, Christian, uh, you, had a, you want to ask your last question? I know that the main point for you right now comes down to what you're currently planning is the Danilo Zanolini fight, but you also have another fight scheduled to come up later this year against former world boxing champion Anthony Mundine. Now, I have to ask, do you feel like this could be a chance to prove that kickboxers can be just as skilled in the world of boxing, say, compared to a mixed martial artist or a pro wrestler? Like, for instance, Tony Hamlet or Tom? Uh, yes. Um, I, I'm a, a former uh, professional boxer myself. I've had 13 pro boxing fights, uh, 13 fights, 10 wins, 10 knockouts. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a former Australian champion also. So uh, I haven't boxed since 2003, but boxing is a major part of my uh, Muay Thai preparation anyway. So I do a lot of sparring, a lot of focus mitts, a lot of just boxing drills in general. Uh, and I win a lot of my fights by knockout with my hand, so so uh, I'm not afraid to, to stand in the pocket with someone that's really good and, and test my skills. Um, and a fight against Anthony Mundine is going to help give me uh, worldwide recognition, hopefully. So I'm really looking forward to both of these fights. If I, if I can win in Japan and then carry that success onto Australia and, and, and win a boxing fight in front of my home crowd, it's definitely going to just help set my legacy in stone. Uh, well, speaking of legacy, we do have, we have uh, one one more question uh, from a, a listener from Yodsenin at uh, underscore Yodsenin. He asks, "Who was harder to fight, Burkow or Yodsenkai?" Uh, to finish the fight on my feet but 
a couple of times there when he knocked me down. I was wondering how I was going to get back up. Uh, so, so as somebody who who runs their own gym, um, the uh, who, who I'm curious to know who do you see anybody who in your gym particularly who is we people should look out for in kickboxing or any other uh, facet of combat sports. Yeah, I have a young gentleman in my gym at the moment called Ben Marnie. He's uh, had forty Muay Thai fights and he's also he's uh, eight and zero in uh, professional boxing. So he's doing really well right now. He's he's just kept concentrating on, on boxing for now, uh, but hopefully he's going to be the next champion to come out of Australia. Uh, sorry, I apologize. Well, uh, how do you spell his last name again? Um, M A Honey Mahoney. Oh, okay. Um, I also want to just get you, get your thoughts on um. I, I don't know if you heard, uh, Mr. Parr, about the recent um, unfortunate fatal uh, uh the boxer who unfortunately. Uh, died, uh, the Russian boxer. Actually, on the contrary, Andrew, there were two boxers that passed away over the last oh, yes. 48 to 72 hours. One in Argentina, the other was fighting out of Russia on a card in Maryland, Oxon Hill, Maryland, USA. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So two, two, two people died. Yes, yeah, um, mm-hmm. do you happen to, uh, I, I forgot the boxer's name, uh, Christian, do you happen to have both their names? Or one of their names? Uh, one of the names is Diamita Satalan from Argentina. The other name is Maxim Dadashev from Russia. I just wanted to get your th- thoughts on on just that. On I, I didn't know it was two. I just thought it was one. Uh, those uh, those two um, unfortunate fatal fa- fatal accidents. Uh, I, I guess uh, the, oh, that happened. In- Christian, did you have any more questions? Oh, yes. Just one more question to ask. And I know basically you have been, I mean, basically, John, you have been a fighter for over 20 years, so a normal job probably wouldn't apply to you. But if you were fighting or being a combatant right now, would you basically say that training fighters such as fighters like your daughter, who you got to fight training for her coming up in England, but do you think that training fighters would be a more ideal op- more ideal occupation than anything else? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a little bit of lifestyle, and then waking up, uh, training, running, uh, being involved in the gym, uh, being around positive energy, uh, and just, yeah, the, it's just the, the ultimate. Uh, uh, it, there's no better, there's no, nothing better than Especially when you're helping young fighters prepare for a fight, it's almost like you're molding clay. 
you cut the starts up as a blob of clay in, and you slowly work it, work it, work it, and then it, at the end of it, it's a, it's a beautiful piece of art, just like a, a, a professional fighter. When you see them win, and they are new win also, so there's so many good, positive aspects that come out of training people. And uh, well, with that, uh, uh, Mr. Parr, I just want to give you, uh, that's all, all the questions that I have, uh, that we have for now. Is there, oh, I would like you to give an opportunity to uh, plug your social media, your school, um, anything else that you want, anybody else, your team, your, your sponsors that you want to give a shout out to. Yeah, I just want to thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to have a chat. Um, thank you to Monster Energy for looking after me forever. Uh, thank you for Triumph United also, uh, and Hans Mollenkamp. And just uh, thank you to all the fans for your support over the years. Uh, I started, my, my first ever fight was in Taekwondo in 1988. So uh, I've, I've been here a while and uh, I don't have any plans of stopping anytime soon. No, that's great to hear. That's great to hear. Uh, John Wayne Parr will be taking on Danilo Zanolini at Ryzen 18 in a kickboxing bout. And with this win, it will be his 100th win. And you said 130th fight, was it? 133, 133 fights. Ah, thank you, thank you. 133rd fight, which is, you know, that's quite a milestone. Like you said, you've been you've been fighting, you've been involved in combat sports for, uh, that's about 30 years. You said uh, uh, for for so long, and you know, 31 years. 31 years, and oh wow, and you know, we, we hope that you know this this fight rising won't be well, your only one. Um, I hope that you'll you'll have more fights with them. Um, and we we definitely hopefully you know we'll see, hopefully get to see you back in Bellator kickboxing when that's uh when that's uh started up again and uh yeah cannot wait to see the Anthony Mundine fight you know hope we could get over here in America. No problem, Mr. Parr. Thank you very much, and you have a great day now. Thank you. Bye. Bye.